Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. I love this church. Oh, I've already been prayed for, I've been hugged, I've been welcomed. It really does feel like family. Um, I'm just going to pray more for me than for you. <laughs> Lord, I thank you so much for this time and space that we have just to lean into your presence, that you have something unique to say to each one of us. And so, Lord, I just ask that you help us to settle into your presence and anything that's kind of weighing on our minds or running around in our heads, that you just bring peace to it right now. And we can just lay that at your feet and just really hear what it is that you have to say to us. I hand to you our agendas and our expectations and just say, we follow you. Where you want to go, we'll, we'll follow. And so, Lord, I just thank you for this time and just how much you love us. We love you. Amen. Yes, so uh, like Tam said, I'm married to Maddie Bruden, who is a structural engineer and he's very structured and organised. And I run women's retreats, which is all about following the Holy Spirit. And so we're really different, but it works well. And I've got two little sweethearts, Aria and Coco, they're nine and six, and they're an absolute delight. And I just adore them. So like Tim said, I run women's retreats. It's called Arise Sanctuary. And I have just finished my 30th retreat. (laughs) Um, And this retreat was a big one. So just a little bit about what we do is it's really about providing time and space for women to come away and hear his voice, to be in his presence, in his sanctuary. And his sanctuary is a safe place. It's a holy place and it's where his presence dwells. So we see miracles happen um, and all sorts of extraordinary things. We see deep healing take place from traumas of, you know, years ago. I've seen a woman who's walked 40 years Um, with a lot of walls up and and her life like this, to Jesus meeting her um, in in a cupboard on the retreat and her life has changed. She lives with open hands. She um, now walks alongside single mums and she just lives a life with joy. And so I've just seen so many transformations take place. It's not an emotive experience. It is a transformation that happens in each and every woman. And I often get at least once or twice a year, I have one of your beautiful ladies come and attend a retreat. And every time I meet them, I'm like, wait, you're all from the same church? This church has to be extraordinary to have such amazing women in this church. So, um, yeah, I know God's doing great things in your church. So something that actually... I feel to share this story, I wasn't going to, but just about this last retreat that I did, it's actually not a coincidence that I'm here after the retreat. So this particular retreat was held on Long Island and I rented the whole resort out. And this was a huge leap of faith for me. So when God started to plant the idea of doing deluxe retreats, like next level retreats, I was like, oh no, Lord, (laughs) 
that's not a good idea. Um, I'm already getting a lot of flack for how much my retreats cost. <laughs> God, you don't want to go next level, like double the price and then some. And he's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh. And I was like, well, I'll just lightly look. Does anyone just lightly look when God puts something on their heart? I'll just lightly look. And so I just started lightly looking and I came across Elysian Retreat. And like I said, it's on in the Whit Sundays and you could rent the whole island out. And I was like... Oh, that's interesting. I'll just lightly send an email. And so I sent an email and, um, and just started communicating with them. And they're 10 villas right on the beach, like waterfront villas, all inclusive, all the food, um, these, you know, everything. You've got stand-up paddle boards and canoes and well looked after. And I was like, okay, Lord, I feel like you're leading me here. However, I'm looking at what's in my bank account for a rise. And it's, it's copped it big time, thank you, COVID. And, um, and so I'm looking at what's in my hand. And I was like, well, Lord, you, we, I always have to put down a, a big deposit on retreats. And I'm like, well, Lord, here's my fleece. If I can afford to pay the deposit, I'll book it. And so I said, okay, um, yeah, I'd like to. I just, can you just let me know what the deposit is? Because they gave me the figure for how much it would be for four nights. And I'm like, ooh. Uh, and, and they came back and they said, do you know what? Don't worry about paying a deposit. You can pay it later when you've got some ladies booked in. And I was like, oh, wow. So I booked the retreat. Later, I so later I found out because I was emailing with them back and forwards, and they um, they say they do yoga in the morning, and I said, oh, do you mind if we don't do yoga? Um, it's a Christian retreat, you know. I just want to be I need to look after the ladies. Um, so if you've got a stretch, someone who just does stretch and flow or Pilates, that'd be great. And they came back and they said, no worries, we totally understand. The owners are Christians. <laughs> so I went into it feeling fairly confident. But I still had that knee-wobbling awareness of people's judgments. And I, I, there was a certain date I was to release the retreat. And the date came and it passed. And uh, then I was like, Lord, help me. I'm really scared of the backlash of what I'm going to get when I release this retreat. And he just was like, sweetheart, I've got this. And I, I have women who are going to come. And because you're taking a step of faith, you're making room for other people to take the step of faith. And there's going to be miracles just in how women get to this retreat. I'm like, okay. And I released it. And yes, I got a bit of flack. But also, God did miracles to get the ladies to that particular retreat. There were so many miracle stories just in that. And sometimes taking that leap of faith inspires others to take the leap of faith and create space for them to take the leap of faith. And, um, and you know, just there were so many incredible moments on this retreat. Like I was looking at the um, forecast and was forecasted to be stormy and windy. I'm like, that's not what you want on a very expensive tropical island retreat. And God just said, trust me. I'm like, okay, I trust you with the weather. And we, and we got there and the waters were still the whole time. And even the staff said, we never see waters this still. And it just rained a few times, but only when we were doing group sessions and it helped the ladies to, like, relax. And, uh, and we just 
saw the most spectacular sunsets. Even the staff were out taking pictures and they said, you know when it's good when the staff are out taking photos. And we were just so well looked after and you could feel the, like God in the fabric of the place. And this one lady who had been so badly treated by a church and had spiritual abuse and swore never to sing again, on the very last night, We'd just done this beautiful wrap-up session and everyone shared what God had done in their hearts and it had been incredible. And we walk out and the stars are out. We hadn't seen stars like that. And they were just everywhere, just extraordinary. And we're all just kind of standing there in awe and this woman starts singing, How Great Thou Art. And we just wept. It was such a holy moment. But there were... I just wanted to share that because, again, I don't think it's a coincidence that I'm here following that leap of faith I've just done and seeing the miracles take place. I really believe that God is calling many of you and this church to take a leap of faith. And so um, so I'm going to share a little bit about Arise and how it all came about. But before I do, I just heard this word simplify. 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 And I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want to say about simplify? And I feel like there's two prophetic words to release today. One is, he's a, and it's not just for one person, there's many people. He's releasing a simple strategy, a simple idea, a simple solution. And it'll either be today or within the next few weeks. And the reason why he's wanting to give you forewarning is because some of us have this belief that God does things the hard way and will discount that simple idea that he's about to drop and he doesn't want you to drop it. He wants you to grab a hold of it because he's saying, when you bring simplification, I'm going to bring multiplication. So there's that one word. Watch out for that simple idea that simple strategy or that simple solution. It could be for your home. It could be for your family. It can be for your business or your ministry. But keep an eye out for it because it's going to drop. The other word I got, I had a dream. And it had to do also with this word, but it's a different word. Like it had to do with simple. And it's this. In this dream, I saw that God called someone to simply come away with him. And it was like, even you go away tonight or tomorrow night. It's like very soon. And you just chuck your swag. I saw a swag going in the back of a car or a tent. It's that simple. And you don't need to go with an agenda or to know why, but he's actually calling you away. In this dream, I also saw me speaking here and releasing this word. And this person, I could hear this person's thoughts saying... I wish God would call me away. And God's like, that's you. I'm inviting you to come away with me. So if you've got this desire to go away with God, just to hang out with him, because he's going to meet you, then it's you who he's inviting. So I'm just going to pray. Lord, I thank you for those two words. Lord, I thank you that you are releasing simple ideas solutions and strategies. Lord, I thank you that you have us on alert and ready to receive it. Lord, that when you drop it, that we would, that we would receive it and then give us courage to implement it.
I thank you, Lord, that as we implement it, you're going to bring such simplification to um, do multiplication. And Lord, for those that person or people who you are saying, come away with me in a really simple way, it doesn't need to be fancy or over the top, it's just a real simple, hey, come away with me. Lord, that they receive and hear that invitation today and that they say yes. I thank you, Lord, that you take care of the time, like when it is and where it is. Amen. So like I said, I'm going to share a little bit about Arise Sanctuary and how it came to be, how I um, heard God give me the God dream and, and the calling and the purpose and what it's taken to walk in that. But before I do, I actually want to step back a little bit before that because often women come on retreats and I've heard this enough where people say, I don't know what my God dream is. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know if God's going to give me one. And then I also hear this a lot. I'm so scared I'm going to miss what God has for me. And I just want to stop and pause and speak to anyone who's feeling like that. It could also be people who have walked a God dream, but the season's finished and they're now waiting on what the next thing is and haven't heard. And there could be a frustration there. First of all, I heard the Lord wanting to say to you, you're not going to miss it. He is a loving father. And he promises in Jeremiah 29, 11, we know this so well, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So he's not going to go, hey, ah, uh, Here's the plan. And then if you're not picking it up, he's like, oh, well, I'll give it to someone else. He's not like that. That's not a loving father. He has these plans that he wants to give you and he'll keep telling you. Do you know for a year and a half, God was saying to me, Lisa, start a YouTube channel. And I was like, no. Lisa, start a YouTube channel. I am not tech savvy. No, that's not a good idea. Lisa, start a YouTube channel. Lisa, start a YouTube channel. For a year and a half, Finally, I said, okay, let's do this YouTube channel and just started lightly testing the doors just to see if it was him. And the doors opened wide and I was connected to the right people who helped me with the technology. And I now have a Brave with Lisa YouTube channel. It's very humble, but I have been able to meet with some incredible people and God has already moved and touched people just from doing this simple YouTube channel. I tell you that story because... For a year and a half, he kept telling me. And I'm just wondering if there's some people here who he's actually speaking to and, and you've been hearing something for a good year and a half or two years and maybe it's time to grab a hold of it. The other thing that God has said to me, because I, you know... There's been times when I want to know what the next thing is or the next big picture, the next God dream. I'm like, what is it? What is it? What is it, God? What is it? What is it? What is it? And he just went, Lisa, it is my grace that I don't tell you what the big picture is. <laughs> because I know that you're going to go from what I've placed in front of you and in the season that you're in and you're going to start looking and shifting your focus to that 
It's my grace that is, key, that is not telling you yet. And so I'm saying to, to some of you, it's his grace that he's not telling you yet. It's because there's things to do right now. There's something in front of you that he's just getting you to faithfully take care of and look after. And, you know, there's this perception that if we don't know the big God picture or we're not walking in our calling, that we're not in his will. And that's not true. We can be in his will while we wait for the bigger picture. And that is in that timing is when we just continue to enjoy who he is as well. And perhaps, perhaps it might simply be that he just wants you to rest for a season because when he drops the big picture, it's game on. So rest up. Something else I've found when... um, people say they don't know what their God dream is or the purpose that God has for them. I've found that when women come away on retreats and they've got that time and space with God and they're able to kind of drop the hats and the layers, they're like, oh, actually, I think I do know where God's calling me to. I think I know what area. And actually, there's been all these prophetic words spoken over me. And there's been these dreams that I've had that have kind of just dropped. And God starts to bring them back. And sometimes we don't hold on to them because actually we've been knocked big time and it's knocked it out of our hands. Sometimes it's because it's become hard to carry those dreams or those promises or those prophetic words because in the natural it looks so different. There can be lies that we believe about ourselves, fears and even that horrible tall poppy syndrome uh, where it's like don't dream too big. (laughs) Oh well that can't be for me then because that's a really big dream. So In 1 Timothy 4.14, it says, Don't minimise the powerful gift that operates in your life. For it was imparted to you you by the laying on of hands of the elders and was activated through the prophecy they spoke over you. Make all of this your constant meditation and make it real with your life so everyone can see that you are moving forward. I sense there's people here that God is saying, pick up the promises, pick up those prophetic words and pick up those dreams again. So what I want to do is actually pause and hover here because I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you now. And so what we're going to do is just close our eyes. We're just going to have some time with the Holy Spirit and just ask him, Holy Spirit, can you bring to mind prophecies spoken over me, promises you've given me, and dreams that I may have laid down?
as he speaks them to you, write them down. If, you've, if you're like me, you'll have a pen and paper because you're old school, but um, put it in your phone. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are constantly talking to us. That, God, you love us so much. I just thank you for what you're returning to our hands and to our minds and our hearts, those prophetic words that you have spoken over us, those gifts that have been placed in us by laying off hands of the elders. and dreams that we have forgotten about. And give us courage to pick them back up again. Amen. So when I didn't know what I was meant to do, I was working full-time as an occupational therapist, and I was... You know, I'd been involved in um, scripture union and uh, running, you know, camps and um, been involved in youth and in ministry in, in my church. And then through a series of things, I started to go, this isn't, occupational therapy isn't for me anymore. I just know, which is a bit of a bummer because that's a lot of study. But um, <laughs> through many other God stories, I knew that God was leading me to go to Bible college in Austria. I know, random. Uh, and, but he confirmed it many times. And so I quit my job. I pulled out of ministry. I, you know, I stepped out of ministry. And actually on the very first date with Maddie Bruden, he's like, how was your day? And I was like, great, I quit my job. I was really selling myself, uh, and I was like, you're paying the bill, right? But um, luckily, he saw past that, and um, so I went to Austria, and I was there for three months, and I didn't realise how powerful it was to be out of your comfort zone, out of your culture, the Aussie culture, away from people who have expectations and... And not bad expectations, but just no one was speaking into my life other than God. And so I had this time with him in the Alps. Are you picturing the hills of alive? <laughs> I did do that um, when no one was watching. But, um, but it was there. It was there that I, I was in, a lecture, um, in one of the lectures and they gave us this big piece of paper. And on the piece of paper, um, it was there was like sections that was broken down. Your life was broken down into it was like, you know, spiritual, um, health, family, um, career, you know. And then over on this side that you write in, it's like six months, one year, five years, ten years, and I'm like. Oh, yeah. Um, everyone else had just finished high school. I was 27. Uh, <laughs> they weren't really interested. I'm like, I'm loving this. And I just kind of got in the zone. And I didn't realise that as I was writing, the Holy Spirit was writing with me. And so that's actually something that I've found as a really awesome tool, which I'm sure you have used as well. When you get a little stuck and you're not quite sure what God is saying, 
grab a pen and start writing and allow him to write with you because it'll come out. And so as I'm writing, I wrote, run women's retreats and then put three points as to why. And I'm like, whoa, but it hit me. And I knew that that was the calling. That was a big dream that God was giving me. But I thought it was 20 years away. But so I had the dream and I had to carry it for eight years. And so there's something about carrying the dream and carrying the dream well. And so a few, I just thought I'd share a few tips of what I found that's really good, um, that helps keep the dream alive and helps keep it healthy. And first of all is just writing it down. And then as God brings little ideas or as you have ideas, write it down and like dream big. This is between you and God. There is no restrictions. So, you know... I wrote down, have an island. I want an island. (laughs) Uh, And run retreats from there. You know, you can do that. And it's fun. And it keeps it fun as well rather than heavy. Um, Sharing with the right people is really key. So knowing who to share it with. So if you have a God dream, share it with someone who's safe, especially when it's a new one. And just use the Holy Spirit, use his wisdom and discernment as to who to share it with. I definitely shared it with the wrong people and I shared it with the right people. The right people are people who are so for you and love you and give you grace and space to change and grow. And they don't see you in that, in that space of when they first met you. In saying that, let's also be people who are safe for people to share their dreams with us. So rather than going, how would you do that? Go, wow, that's so cool. Tell me more. What's he saying? And really give them a safe and open place for them to share. And what you're going to see is that more dreams are going to start coming alive because sometimes dreams get squashed in the really early stages. So I was carrying this dream and then eight years into it, we were on holidays. By the skin of our teeth, we were on holidays. We'd just built, we just built um, our house. Again, by the skin of our teeth, everything was like very skint. And Coco was five months old and Aria was three. And God said, it's time to begin. And I went, ooh, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? And he goes, you know what I mean? I said, women's retreats? And he said, yes. I said, are you sure? He's like, yes. I said, well, I I can't see how to do it, God. And he just said, bring the Holy Spirit into it. And I went, okay. So I just... (laughs) I actually did that. And as I did that, the moment I took my hands off, I had this, like, download. I knew how to do it. Not all of it. Just some big, just some key things, and I could see how it would work. And I was like, oh. Now, let me tell you what else was going on in my life at that time. My sister was um, going through the court process, um, and it would, and she was charged with some very heavy things, and it had to do with the, around the, my niece who has passed away, and it was going to the Supreme Court. And 
it's a really lengthy process to go through the court process to get to Supreme Court. It was like a four or five year um, process and we were smack bang in the middle of that. So there was a lot of trauma, heartbreak, grief and a whole lot of other layers of things going on. So my life was not tidy. I had no money and my heart was broken. And God said, it's time to begin the retreats. <laughs> I'm saying that because I, f- I know that there are people here who are like, once my life's tidy, once my heart's not broken, then I'll begin what you've asked me to do, God. And he's saying, no, I'm calling you to begin now. And do you know what? There's something so powerful about walking out what God's calling you to when you're in a broken place because you hold on to him. But also it means you're no longer, I found my, sh- my gaze shifted from the trauma to Jesus. And it really saved me. So I don't know if that's someone here who feels like their life's too messy, that they're disqualifying themselves. But I know God is saying, I don't need a tidy life or a tidy heart. I just need a yes. There's other people, there's this other thought that comes up when God says it's time to begin. And it's, I'm not equipped. I'm not equipped, God. And what I found that as I stepped out and began to walk those steps that he showed me, it wasn't until I took that step of faith that I realised the gifting and anointing that was on my life. It didn't need to be activated in the comfort. It got activated in the uncomfortable. And so it takes a leap of faith and trusting God that he really has equipped you like he promised he has. And it's a delight. It's uncomfortable. But when it happens, it's like, oh, great. (laughs) I'm so glad that that gifting and anointing is there like you promised. I don't know if, um, actually, let's just have some time here and just hover here because I feel like there is some people here that it's resounding and it's impacting. And the thing is we come up with excuses when God asks, and we don't mean to, we're just human. You know, like when God tells us to do a big scary step, it's like, I'm not equipped. My life isn't tidy. I'm, my heart's not, not whole or healed. And he's like, I know all of that. And you know, three years ago, God gave me this vision. So I was just on, the, on a boat. I was on a retreat on a boat. It was cool. Uh, and I was just going, oh, this is amazing. And then boom, it's like sometimes God hits me with a vision. And it wasn't like I was praying or expecting it. He just, he just gave me this vision. And what the vision was, was... Um, God showed me that moment when he invited me to begin the retreats. And in the heavenlies, they were going, (gasps) and holding their breath with anticipation to see what I would say. And you could hear this like, come on, come on, come on. And I'm not kidding, for two months when God invited me to begin the retreats, 
I didn't know what I was going to say. I held it. I didn't say no, I just held it. And I chatted with Maddie, and then I was given prophetic words from people I didn't know, and God just confirmed and affirmed. And that's something he does. He's a loving father. He'll say, come on, come on, you can do it. And he knows our fears, and he'll speak to that. So in this vision, I see heaven kind of going, come on, come on. And then when I said yes, There was a moment when I said, yes, God, I'll do it. All of heaven went, yay, and celebrated. And heaven celebrates when you say the yes. It doesn't matter how little you think that step is. Heaven celebrates because they know the weightiness and what's going to come from you simply saying yes and that you've made a way for God to move in that area. So I'm just wondering, is there something that God has been inviting you to. I just want to give you some space to close your eyes and just say, Lord, are you inviting me into a a leap of faith, into a big step, or just a step? And then you get to choose if you say no thanks Yes, or can I have more time? So, Lord, I thank you for the many invitations that you offer us. And I just pray right now, Lord, for those who have been presented with a knee-wobbling invitation to take a, a leap of faith with you. That you just confirm and affirm them. That, they're, that they know they're allowed to say, I'm scared. But you meet them in that place. And so, Lord, I thank you that you are giving people time and encouraged to say yes, and that heaven right now is celebrating. And I thank you, Lord, for this church, for the yes that they constantly say to you and that you are extending their tent pegs, that actually it's beyond their imagination. But I thank you, Lord, for the leadership team here. I thank you that you are rising up more leaders over this church. I thank you that this church holds much space for people to grow and to change and to shift with you, Lord, that this is a safe place So, Lord, I thank you that you are a good, good father, that you don't let us miss what you have for us and that you are bringing back to mind prophetic words, dreams and returning to us what has been stolen. But with much interest. (laughs) Amen.
Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.